Episode of Hitting Pater. This is episode number fifteen. I'm Alex Podry. Back with me on a Saturday edition of the podcast. Mike Corwin, how you doing, Mike? Good, good. A uh, little different. Saturday versus Sunday. It is. Yes. Do you like it? Um. Well, there it, it'll be hard to do Saturday afternoon podcast, but right now everybody's out of the house. For those of you keeping track at home. Had a baby yesterday. Well, I didn't have a baby. My wife had a baby. Uh, <laughs> I was there. Moral support, standing around, sitting, coaching, trying to stay out of the way. There's not even much to coach. There's like eight people in there when that thing's going on. Cheerleading. Just stay out of the way. Cheerleading. I did get yelled at for sitting down. She's like, "If I'm uncomfortable, you need to stand up." I said, "All right, I'll stand up." How? How could you sit down? That's like sitting down for like a Super Bowl, dude. N- no, it's not. Super Bowl has a lot of action. Childbirth is 30 seconds of action followed by minutes of sitting around. So it's not quite the same thing. Uh, I mean, I was standing when the baby was born. Do cheerleaders sit down? Do Like cheering sections, do they sit down during like... You're number one. Yeah. You're number yeah. one. Yeah. You go, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, nope. But yes, had a baby, baby girl, Riley Jane. Uh, you got stats on her? She's 7 pounds, 11 ounces, 19 inches long. Full head of blonde hair. Um, She's your baby. She is, yes. Um, yeah, it went really well. Everybody's doing great. Uh, I snuck out for a little bit to do this so we could still get this out. That's how much I love all of our listeners. Um, uh, and I think how much Katie loves you. Like, That's uh, true. I'm surprised that you got let out. Uh, I also got let out thanks to COVID policies because uh, the hospital only allows one visitor at a time, <laughs> which is the most bananas thing because whatever. We don't need to get into COVID policies at local hospitals. But so me and uh, Jerry Ann, the mother-in-law, did the old swap out. So she got to go see the baby and Katie and I got to get out for a couple hours. So... That's why we're here on a Saturday. And I didn't want to be up till 1 a.m. on Sunday, which is what we normally do when I'm on like three hours of sleep and a ton of caffeine, <laughs> which is how, which is how I'm rolling. So if I forget names or say something stupid, it's not me. It's the baby. So You have a great excuse coming up for like the next six months. I was going to go the next 18 years, but yeah, six months too. Stretch it out, dude. Yeah. Milk this. I can't, I can't be logical. I'm a parent. Um. So for those at home, maybe haven't had a child or expecting, do you have any like, because you're a father of two now. Yep, I'm a pro. I'm I'm the wily vet. Dad jokes have exponentially increased for those listening at home. Oh, I'm an awesome dad joker. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have one? Right now? Oh, of course right now. Uh, So uh, the, the lamest joke I know right now is actually from a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Zootropolis. What do you call a three-humped camel? I don't know what. Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, done. Yeah. Uh, and on the spot. Yes. Speaking of pregnancies and childbirth. That's so good. 
so yeah, everybody's doing great. Everybody's home or not home. They're still at the hospital. I got to get back to the hospital tonight. But everybody's doing well, happy, healthy, 10 fingers, 10 little toes. I love it. Yeah. Math checks out. Do you, uh, do you have any fatherly advice for those at home? I have a ton. I could do a whole podcast on fatherly advice. Do you have like a specific area of advice? Maybe for like expecting like parents. Mm. Or like your favorite like bit of advice. Like maybe something that you didn't expect going into fatherhood that now you're like, damn, I wish I had known that. Because mm. I see it. Like, dude, I remember when I would go over to your like undergrad apartment and like every man in undergrad led a very similar lifestyle. And if you didn't, I don't know that you did undergrad correctly. Yeah, you didn't go to college, right? Um, like pizza boxes, like cans, like one picture on the wall. Yep. And it's like a poster of your favorite sports figure or like, I don't know, some like cliche, like Jim Belushi college yeah. sweatshirt. Girls in like bikinis yes. standing around a keg of beer. Yes. <laughs> um, and like the only time you cleaned is to impress a girl. Or your, or your parents were coming over. You need to clean your apartment and like you need to do it in record time, invite a girl over. Yeah, and if you had wood floors, all you gotta do is get a little bit of pine saw, get that on the floors, because if it smells clean, it it's is. clean. <laughs> 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 little advice for the college men out there. <laughs> if it smells clean, it is. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, record, record breaking cleaning time. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I see you now and you're very different. From well, yeah, uh, from those days. I mean, rightfully so, but five years of marriage and almost five years of marriage. Ten years together with Katie. She's time she, is flying by. She's trained you well. She has. She has. Maybe happy wife, happy life. That's is part that, of it. Is that one? That sounds <coughs> I mean that's lame. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, fatherly advice. Mm. I don't know. Be patient. Kids are a lot of work and get used to poop. Poop doesn't bother me anymore. I know that's like your thing. You don't like poop. I can't, dude. Yeah, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Really? Poop on the finger. Nah, get a wipe. What about others? Like booger face? Yeah, booger face doesn't bother me. Puke. Pukes, whatever to you. Yeah, the only thing that sucks about puke is like when they're sick in the middle of the night. Like the last thing you want to do is get up in the middle of the night. And then the real last thing you want to do is get up to like wash sheets and clean up yep. puke and that smell but it's but if you don't take care of it in the moment oh, it's and it dries well, what, are you, what are you, you going to do leave your kid in it here's some <laughs> advice speaking of puke live this one out if your kid pukes in the middle of the night and their bed's dirty don't bring them into your bed there we go there we go did that that because oh. now now his bed's dirty and now your bed's dirty <laughs> <laughs> and it's much easier to wash child sheets than it is an adult comforter. You didn't wash him before you brought well, him Well, of in? course we did. We wiped him down. We got all of his sheets in the washing machine. But, like, he's not feeling well. He doesn't want to go back to sleep. So we're like, all right, buddy, just kind of come on in here. You can crawl into our bed. Well, 45 minutes later, <sighs> Now no one's happy. Now no one's got anybody yeah. to sleep. Now you're kicking the dog out to sleep in the dog bed. <laughs> Which our dog's got a Tempur-Pedic, so... <laughs> That's a true story. My parents oh. got him a Tempur-Pedic dog bed. Oh my god! Yeah, he's a kid uh, lives a better. That dog lives a better life than 
90 percent of the planet i was gonna say i don't have a freaking tempur-pedic <laughs> at home he's sleeping better than i am uh, so yeah every, life is good yeah, can't dude. complain we're blessed everybody's everybody's healthy congratulations man just a little extra tired but it's gonna be that way for the next <laughs> two years at least so and you signed up for it right mm-hmm. so you knew it was coming and they make caffeine and they make alcohol. You can get through anything with that combination. There we, there we go, man. <laughs> um, saves you a ton of money uh, in therapy. Eh. Debatable. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. That's enough about me. We got uh, a little bit of what I would call a variety show. So we completed our trip around the league. Sampler pack. It's, actually, it's 430 Oh, it's commercial break. 4.30 on Saturday, Central Time. We got the Chiefs game going on right now. Kansas City is actually losing to Denver, 14-10. to 10, Two minutes to go in the in the second quarter. So we got football on Saturday. We got Dallas-Philly later tonight, and then we got everybody else playing tomorrow. No Monday night game as we prepare for the playoffs. What is ESPN calling this? This is the... The Monday night football, Saturday doubleheader. Boom. Love it. Electric. Yeah. You actually got Herb Street and Fowler calling this game, which I think I talked on this podcast. That's my favorite broadcast crew. They do usually they do the college football game of the week. You did say that last yeah. week. So um I'm missing that to Herb's, talk to you. Herb Street didn't have any uh hot takes? Uh I think he kind of quieted down after <laughs> telling <coughs> saying that, you know, kids don't care about football because they don't want to play in a meaningless bowl game. So, yeah, that's uh, what's going on. Great so, transition to non-meaningless bowl games, unless you were going to go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, uh, I just want to talk about the variety show. So uh, we completed our trip around the league. Um, so today we got just a smorgasbord of topics. Uh, we're going to talk, we'll talk college football playoff because we made some predictions last week, but we still got some time if you want to change your dumb prediction. Um, I, I do not. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk college football playoff. Antonio Brown. I, I I talked about him on Wednesday. I don't know if you gave that podcast a listen. Mm-hmm. Like, not really defending his actions, but like laying out his argument, and 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 then like two days later, squashed him. Just dude. the amount of news that's come out on Twitter about the last week he had in Tampa is just incredible. So we'll talk about that. Save your thoughts. And then uh, there's an interesting lawsuit going on down in Jacksonville. It's like these teams that are like really bad, just like can't get out of the news for weird reasons. So we'll talk about a lawsuit going down in Jacksonville. And then speaking of weird rumors, maybe we'll finish with a little Aaron Rodgers COVID talk, everybody's favorite topic, because that made a little news splash on the interwebs over the week. So I'll let you pick. Where do you want to start of those four? Where do you want to start? Wow. Um, Yeah, you want to start with the college football playoff? Let's do it. So you and I talked Sunday night. It was very early in the morning. You picked your Georgia Bulldogs to upset the Alabama Crimson Tide. And and we're doing the Dr. Evil air quote upset because they're actually favored, and they are still favored today. Do you have an update on that line? It's still minus three. I I, I looked at minus it minus three. Yeah, I looked at it before this podcast. Oh my god! What does my, Vegas know that I don't know? Minus three, and that was according to. Let me see if I can get you the exact. 
um, I think that's an odds shark. And I don't know if that's like the, I don't sports bet, so I don't know if that's the pinnacle of sports betting or, or not. So according to ESPN, George is favored by two and a half. Oh, okay. I don't know who they use. I think they might use DraftKings for their book. Caesars maybe? Mm, doesn't say here. Anyway, <clears throat> over over under 52. I think you got to hammer the over there. You think so. Because when Alabama wins 42 to 14, that's 56 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that your prediction? 42 to 14? No, I do think it'll be closer. <laughs> I just, I don't. So I have a couple question marks about my pick. Mm-hmm. I am so confident that Alabama will roll over Georgia. They're going to roll tide over over the Bulldogs. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for any series of weeks knows that anytime I'm 100% confident, I'm 100% (laughs) going to lose that. Uh, Second, what does Vegas know that I don't know? It's right. So, yes. The one thing that I will say, so I looked up against the spread record for both of these teams. Yeah, Vegas or ESPN's got that too. Um, and they're both they both have winning records. Alabama's nine and five against the spread. Georgia, eight and five against the spread. So a little bit different here, but it could be because of different spreads. ESPN's got Georgia at nine and five against the spread, and Alabama at eight and six, but very close to what you. Mm-hmm. Laid out. I think I use CBS for mine. Okay. So yeah. So the spreads, the spreads could differ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, both teams have winning records against the spread. The fact that in a national championship game, you can get Nick Saban plus one fifteen money line. I mean, if I'm betting on this game, I don't think I'm taking Georgia. Right. Like. How do you bet against like a Nick Saban led football team? That's almost like betting against a Belichick Tom Brady Super Bowl team in the Super Bowl. I know. Um, with that said, I'm so confused. Straight up, no points. Who's going to win the game? Bulldogs are going to bulldoze <laughs> the Crimson Tide on Monday. Oh. Do you have. Do you want to do score predictions? Sure. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Alabama... I'm going to go Alabama 35, Georgia 24. Oh, okay. I, I think... I really think Alabama wins by double digits. Especially at the college level, would you agree that coaching plays a, I mean, at, at any level, coaching plays a large part, right? I think more so in college, coaching plays a larger role in the outcome of a, fo- of a football game. Would you agree? I, I would agree. I would take it one step further. <clears throat> um, quarterback play. And, and Georgia's got a great quarterback and Bennett. Bennett yeah but okay so Bennett has thrown for 2600 yards 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions great season 
Bryce Young has thrown for 4,500 yards and 46 touchdowns and has only thrown five picks. Like, they're just better at every position offensively. Mm-hmm. If you, And if you want to talk defensively, Dude. it's not like Alabama's a pushover. No, they're not. I mean, Georgia's got a great defense, but Georgia benefits in playing in the shitty part of the SEC conference. Uh, the one thing I will say, so I love those points because I think that they're very valid points. Um, the one thing I will say, I hate Stetson Bennett came out and made a couple comments about like <laughs> playing Alabama in a college football playoff game. Um, and real confident. So I love that. Um, love the confidence. Don't lose that. With that said, uh, kind of overplaying your hand a little bit too, buddy. Uh, going into a game against Nick Saban, into any Nick Saban-led football team, I don't know that I would be making those types of comments. It would be a much more humble affair. If Georgia is going to win this game, <clears throat> they can't turn the ball over. Not once. They had two turnovers in the first matchup. I mean, everybody talks about that Georgia defense. They gave up 536 yards and 41 points. And they turned the ball over twice. You, well, just, you can't turn the ball over. What was the score of that game? 41 to... I just had it up. 41-24. But it was 38-17 to 17 deep into the fourth quarter. So they won by 17, but it was... It was a close game at halftime, and then Alabama just cruised in the second half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, dude, Bulldogs last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. When um, they, they, they handled Michigan, which I also predicted that Michigan would thoroughly beat Georgia and completely wrong on that. I mean, Georgia handled them. That game was never close. No, it was over in the first half. But I just look at look at Alabama's or excuse me Georgia's schedule. Outside of the Michigan win, they don't have a good win. So they beat at the time, <coughs> excuse me, at the time number three Clemson. Well, Clemson sucked this year. Uh, they beat Auburn, who's down. They beat Kentucky, who's decent those are their only ranked wins i have nothing backing this up other than pure feel and momentum you beat a real hot michigan team coming off of a win um going into a college football playoff you guys looked incredible uh and i think they're gonna steamroll i think i i think that's gonna that's going to continue on Monday. So what's your prediction? Score prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than what you said. Um, according to, uh, I'll, I'll give yeah. you this little yeah, yeah. fact as you're thinking. According to ESPN's football power index matchup predictor, they're giving Georgia a 58.4% chance to win. 
and only Alabama a 41.6% chance. That, is that IBM Watson that's giving you that info? I don't know whoever the hell ESPN uses. Uh I hate that. Saying that, that's basically saying if they played 10 times, Georgia would win six games. Yeah, it's 60-40 split. Yeah, that's that's no, absurd. No I don't way. think that that would happen. Not um, this is a coin toss type of game. It is not favored that heavily one side or the other. Um, I think it's close. I'm going to go... Hate doing this because it's all based on like game flow and whatnot, right? Yeah. Uh what is even like a logical football line? I'll go. I agree with you that I think it's gonna be high scoring. Let's go 31 28 Georgia. Okay. Um and I said that not confidently. Let me back that up and say 34-21, Georgia wins this fucking game. Okay. Oh, that's my computer. I'm like, what does that sound? Um, all right. We got our predictions. Both of us seem to like the over of 52. Yeah. I mean. I think that hits easy. And even Alabama historically. Just, even if Georgia does win, Alabama scores so quickly. Like, the, I, I, again, very confident, so we'll probably get the opposite. I don't see this being like a 10-7 to 7 game. Watch. We're going to come back next week, and this is going to be... 15 to 9, all field goals. Yep. Uh, like, all a defensive struggle. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the under hit, Georgia's, like, defense came and, like, kind of showed up, and it was, like, yeah. everything Georgia said. Georgia covers easily, but it's a low-scoring, like, 21 to 7 game. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be here going, yep, see, told you guys I'm still an idiot. Uh, but... I agree with you. So, yeah, Nick Saban is a genius. How how you bet against that guy? I don't know. So, they're so good at every position. I don't know either. But Georgia's too. Georgia's got like ten or eleven guys that could get drafted just on defense this year. Where where is this game? Indy. It's at Lucas Oil Stadium. Mm. It's indoors. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Weather won't be a factor. No, and it's not like. It's closer to one. A lot of people the from other. a lot of people from the south were complaining because it's like twenty degrees in India right now. Yeah, like oh these roads suck. It's icy. Like yeah, welcome to the Midwest in winter. <laughs> Did you see which this? I didn't even think of this until now. This almost makes me want to change my pick. Did you see the ESPN interview where Alabama came first, got off the plane yesterday, and then? Right away, an ESPN reporter did an interview with Nick Saban. Did you see the interview? No, I didn't. Um, well, you were having... I was a little busy yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were a little preoccupied having a baby. Um, so he gets off the plane. They do this interview. He has a brown leather jacket on. Nick Saban does. The bomber jacket? Yes. Uh, and you could... T- I mean, noticeably cold, right? Like, they're out of their element. But yeah, they're... There were talks about how cold it was when they landed. Um, man, Nick Saban looked like he was ready to get into a freaking cockpit and like <laughs> go back to like World War Two. Yeah. Um, just for the leather jacket alone, makes me want to possibly change my answer. What did Kirby Smart wear? Did you see Kirby get off the plane? He wasn't wearing a leather jacket. I'll okay. tell you that. All right. Fair enough. Um. 
Yeah, just for that sheer fact, like Nick Saban in a brown leather jacket uh, just oozes confidence. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, we'll see. Two days away. I, I think it'll be a good game. It's probably it's probably the best two teams playing. I don't know if anybody can make an argument that it should have been anybody else. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of other college football teams that maybe could have a matchup. Alabama is the team that is going to play somebody. Would you agree? Yeah. Like, it would be Alabama against... Georgia. S- yeah. Those are the two best teams. Or somebody else, not Georgia, right? Like, yeah. you wouldn't swap out Alabama at all, right? No. I, I mean, I thought it was going to be Alabama-Michigan. I mean, the only other team that I think could compete with either of these two teams would be Ohio State, but they had two losses. And they barely... Now, they had some guys opt out, but they barely squeaked by a good Utah team. So... Mm-hmm. As much as I'd love to complain about the SEC getting by us here, I mean, it's the two best teams this year. So looking forward to it. All right, let's switch gears. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go next? I'll let you drive this podcast. I like it, man. Thank you. Uh, I mean, let's go to the fun topic, right? Like Antonio Brown. All right, let's go to Antonio Brown. So I had a podcast on Wednesday where I made the case – that I, I really did not believe that the Buccaneers were going to cut him. At the time, this was before a lot of this stuff had come out. And <laughs> Further development. And I even said in the podcast, like, this is all subject to change. Like, I time-stamped it several times because I I, I I just knew that I was I recorded it on Wednesday. By the time I got out on Thursday, like, all of this could have been irrelevant. Yeah, obsolete. So, so I just wanted people to know when and where I was recording it. But I made the case on Wednesday that Antonio Brown, I didn't think he was going to get cut. He, he apparently, according to him, was injured. He's got bone fragments in his foot. He even went to an, ind- air quotes, independent physician who su- supported those statements. He Apparently, he's going to have surgery. And he's, this was the same foot slash ankle that was giving him problems all year. Was it the same physician that gave him his fake vaccine card too? Do you need a physician to give you a fake vaccine card? <laughs> I, I think that was so. some guy <laughs> that his chef knew in the corner. Right. Like that got his hands on a stack of J&J cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was like, you know what? Like what's going to happen here if they if the Buccaneers try and – cut him because he's according to the evidence that brown and his attorney presented he's got a legitimate case for an injury grievance and the nflpa is still investigating it and you know i'm assuming they'll come to brown's defense in this if you're the buccaneers you almost just want to pay this guy his like million dollars and make this all go away yeah but they'll go through it and the more antonio brown talks the more likely that the buccaneers are just going to be like no, we're not paying you and go away and file a grievance. <clears throat> so that was on Wednesday. Okay. Fast forward to Thursday. It was like Thursday mid-morning. Buccaneers release a tweet statement. They are no longer, they deny the allegations that Brown made. Bruce Arians said, no, our physicians checked him out. He's fine. We told him to go into the game. He refused Therefore, I told him to get the F off the field. Bruce Arians' words, not mine. Yeah. I loved the play-by-play from Bruce, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, 
Brown did what he did, stripped half naked and GTFO'd. Yes. Okay, so that's setting the stage now for just your run-of-the-mill legal dispute, right? You got one doctor saying he's healthy. You have another doctor who said, no, this guy's in a lot of pain. If it just stopped there, we would have enough to talk about. What are the merits of the grievance? How, how does the arbitration work? Who's likely to win, et cetera? Medical diagnoses, right? Like yeah. what the prognosis is for treatment, recovery. Because, yeah. and, and, you know, what, yeah, who, who, do we, who, who do I think would win that grievance? What does that look like? Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, and then all hell broke loose. I mean, in typical Antonio Brown fashion. All hell broke loose. This report from, I want to get the name right. Is it the podcast? No, 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 no. We'll get to the podcast. That was later, I believe. If my timeline's mixed up, I apologize. But I'm going off when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I will find who reported this. Apparently, Antonio Brown, uh, prior to the Jets game, smuggled in mm-hmm. an OnlyFans model and according to the report, had a steamy sex romp and um yeah so uh, apparently before the game as he was oh here we go who reported this dailymail.com fired buck star antonio brown smuggled only fans model who this gets better who went viral for licking a toilet seat in 2020 not a big believer in covid this one Mm-mm. Although science is on her side, it doesn't tr- it doesn't get transmitted on surfaces. So licking the toilet, dangerous for other reasons, not COVID related. COVID, you're good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the headline. <laughs> for licking a toilet seat in 2020 into his hotel for a steamy sex romp, and told her to watch what I do tomorrow, the night before he stormed off the field. So the plot thickens, right? Oh, what a tangled web we weave. We are now setting the stage that this was a <laughs> this was a premeditated temper tantrum by Antonio Brown. Or open to interpretation, right? Watch what I do tomorrow. Could be right. Like maybe do we have a name on this mystery woman? Uh, it's okay if we don't. We can call her OnlyFans model. So yeah, OnlyFans model. Maybe she had Antonio Brown, and was in her championship fantasy football team. Like or in wow. her fantasy, like championship fantasy football league, maybe yeah, and had Antonio Brown, and he was like, "Hey, we had a good night. Watch what I do tomorrow." Maybe, uh, <laughs> more likely, <laughs> um, no, this was yeah, premeditated. I mean, it is ambiguous to use a lawyer term. It's, I mean, yes, it's uh, open uh, to interpretation uh, for sure. Yes, yeah, maybe he was planning a big performance. Maybe to get her back. Like my, my favorite, too. my favorite comment that I saw regarding this story was a, was a guy <laughs> that commented, he goes, how do you know the sex was steamy and not just regular old sex? <laughs> <laughs> like, who said it was steamy? Did she say it was steamy? <laughs> Are you just assuming yeah. it was steamy? Yeah. Was it the writer that was like trying to beef up the headline to also, say it was steamy? My favorite word in the headline is smuggled. Mm-hmm. What, right. what did he do? Like, bring her through the garbage chute like what how much work goes into 
getting an OnlyFans into your favorite hotel in either New Jersey or New York, wherever the uh, visiting team st- stays when they play the Jets. Yeah, what are the logistics of that? Is it as simple as saying, hey, I'm in room 412, yes. like, come on up? Yes. Or is it like, hey, can you wear a trench coat with a hat and a face mask? <laughs> yeah. Can you dress up like Dick Tracy and uh, please don't show your face when you come up? No, like the logistics of it, right? Place yourself in a hotel room. You're now Antonio Brown. How would you smuggle in? I just want to know, like, did he actually have to smuggle? Or is this just something that happens every week for NFL teams yes. when they yes. travel? Like, these guys have girls in every city. And it was her turn. The like, ans- I'm in New York. The answer is yes. Like, hey, okay. hey, this is, I have an Uber delivery and they're coming to deliver my food. So phone call to the front desk. And then like all of a sudden they're up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that happens. Our friend, the OnlyFans model, will make a return to this saga. But we'll get there. Next, Antonio Brown went on a podcast. Uh, full send podcast. Full send podcast, which I had never heard of before this. They have to be loving this. Oh yeah, they might top Rogan for a week with this podcast because this is this. Now I follow mainly football accounts, but this is the most retweeted thing I've ever seen on Twitter. Like you can't if you just search Antonio Brown, there are hundreds of hundreds of retweets on this. Uh, we, okay, we're live. Okay, awesome. Sorry, a little technical uh, difficulty there. Uh, before we continue. I'm just scrolling through the comments here. Did you see any of the like text message thread? Which one about the girl or are you talking, are you fast forwarding to Tom Brady's trainer? Cause we'll get to that too. Not the trainer part. Um, there's cause I'm looking through the comments section. Anyone like who has a Twitter account, the comments are almost better than the actual headline and the tweet itself sometimes. Uh, someone's saying that she said he only lasted 30 seconds. I don't know how steamy things can get. Again, I think this is important. If you're going to, I mean, if we're going to talk about journalistic integrity, you can't throw a headline like steamy sex romp. If it was just plain old run of the mill, three three pumps and we're done. Um, These are the questions that need to be answered. (laughs) Um, yeah, Antonio Brown, if you want to come on our podcast, uh, defend yourself by, by all means, you're more than welcome. After watching his performance on the full send podcast, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm-mm. No, uh, for multiple reasons. Okay. So, so Antonio Brown, again, I may have the timeline mixed up here, goes on full send couple of interesting segments come out of the full send podcast first of all he held a moment of silence for antonio brown so (laughs) for himself which is just amazing that's something that more athletes should do Mm -hmm. it was like it reminded me of uh there's a, a player drafted a handful of years ago drafted top 10 offense alignment i believe for the i think it was for the jets He's doing his little interview after he gets off the stage. So he shakes Goodell's hand, gets his jersey, puts the hat on. Now he's interviewing the lady from ESPN. He sneezes and he goes, God bless you. Thank you. 
So that was all him. Like there was no other personal interaction there. It's, it's, it's a chew. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. And then he goes on with his interview. Like obviously super nervous, like, right. Probably not used to like the limelight and all this, but it's one of the funniest clips on the internet. Did the reporter call him out on that? No, she just let him answer his question. I mean, they're nice. He's a college kid who just made life changing money. Yeah, I get it. But really funny he that, can he can bless himself that's what i thought of when antonio brown held a moment of silence for himself also not dead got cut from a football team mm-hmm. so. uh but was what so what was the moment of silence because he's for the for the greatest wide receiver that yes. was the moment of silence yeah yeah so speaking of the greatest wide receiver he goes on in the podcast to um his exact quote is, if Tom Brady is my boy, why am I playing for an earnest salary? And he goes on to say, I'm the best wide receiver in that locker room. Why should Antonio Brown be on a prove-it salary? I should be making the same as Gronk, as Mike Evans, and as Chris Godwin. What a What a statement. <laughs> What a statement. Because, like, first of all, as many people on the internet pointed out, Antonio Brown signed that contract as a free agent. Like, he could have gone two years ago wherever he wanted for whatever dollar amount he could get on the open market. Mm -hmm. My guess is that Tampa gave him the best offer. Not to mention you were dragged to a Super Bowl. Like, you won a Super Bowl for being maybe the fourth best option on that team. Yeah, like he didn't. I mean, you're wide receiver number three, dude. Yes, like Godwin Evans, and Godwin. Evans are studs at the peak of their career. Like, if you want to talk about primes, yeah, Antonio Brown ten years ago, or however long it Not was, even, but yes, was maybe wide receiver one in the league. His punt returning ability, his like those that catch he made in the Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Like guy was a legitimate stud, mm-hmm. and he earned his money for that. And but Antonio Brown today, he's still a good wide receiver, a great third option. You don't think he's a wide receiver too today? Like he's not a, a, not on this team. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. On, on other teams, sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's a good second option on teams. Like hell, he might even be like a good first option on some teams, but. I mean, you got to love this guy, right? The the lack of self-awareness. I don't know that there's a man today that lacks more self-awareness than Antonio Brown. And like part of it's ego, like to be a professional football player at that level, you have to be you have to have an ego. You have to believe that you're better than the guy lining up across from you. Yes. But to like call out your teammates? Yeah, there's some... like he's the fourth best option on that team because I would put Gronk ahead of him in terms of who should get the ball more. Matchup dependent, I think. Sure, um, sure. But from a chemistry, like a strict chemistry strand, like standpoint, Gronk and Brady have been playing together so long. Like I would be willing to bet they just have a look, and they know what play or what route Gronk needs to run, and that's it. Right? Like yep. it's it. It doesn't even need to be a hand signal. It, no Omaha's need to be exchanged. No, they just look at the lineup and they they know where yes. it's going. Yes, and I think that's what makes them great uh, 
yeah, Antonio Brown coming out to say that. It's just like, you're a good football player, but like, bro, you're not what you used to be. It's bananas. Yes. <clears throat> so then he, he calls out Brady. If I'm, so the quote, if I'm Tom Brady's, if Tom Brady is my boy, <laughs> why am I playing for earnest money? Earnest salary, excuse me. Okay, a couple questions on that. Is Tom Brady the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, but is he the reason why Antonio Brown might be in Tampa Bay today? 100%. But Tom Brady ain't signing the contract. He ain't putting the dollars in front of you. Did Tom Brady go out to management and say, look, I think we could use AB on this team and I think he would help us? Sure. But it's the front office that's dealing with the cap ramifications. And again, you were a free agent, dude. You could have went wherever you wanted. So... (laughs) Yeah. So real interesting. So let's rewind a little bit. Brady, at the end of last week, real empathetic, said, hey, nobody knows what he's going through. Like, we just need to show him some compassion. It's a weird situation locker room. Like, Mm -hmm. as nice as a quarterback could be given the way that Brown left the team, right? So not only does Brown go on the podcast and basically call out Tom Brady for not giving him money, apparently – he goes on to rip Tom Brady's personal trainer <laughs> and release text messages. So here's my favorite part about this thing. He goes on Instagram, posts the text thread, basically said, you know, I was supposed to use Brady's trainer, but Brady's trainer was never there. He used some lackey to train me. This is BS. So to show how bad of a person Tom Brady's personal trainer was, he posted the text transcripts. It wasn't even bad. No, if anything, it looked it made the trainer look better. Yeah, Alex Guerrero offered to give the money back. Yeah, he's like, I'll give you the balance of whatever we haven't done. Like, And he responded within like 15 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, you want to talk about self-awareness? Like he posts this on Instagram, like trying to like basically cancel Brady's trainer. And all... Brady's trainer did was like handle it with class like hey man really enjoyed working with you yeah hope uh, wishing you the best yeah bro. I'll give you the balance of which brilliant move by the trainer getting paid up front oh yeah like 100% getting that cash in pocket before we get to work here especially After from Antonio chef Brown thing and everything yes. yes and all the mis- like all the like not paying his yes. agents allegedly all that stuff allegedly mm-hmm. uh, yes allegedly I'll say that one more time <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so just weird. So all this is going on. Let's go back to OnlyFans girl. OnlyFans girl posts a picture of a positive COVID test. Oh yeah. I forgot about this. (laughs) And and then tweets at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers better get your boys tested. (laughs) Um, I was like, I didn't think that string of the story could get any weirder. Nope. And then and then it does, right? Um, it's an at-home test. So take it with a grain of salt. Yes. Right? Correct. Um, but yeah, oh my God, that is... <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, it's like the, the OnlyFans girl, that whole, like, coming in and what he may or may not have said to her is weird enough. And then she tests positive for the Rona. And then says, yeah, you better test your boys because AB's got the COVID. Right. And some of that is like, we had not heard from this woman. She was not relevant since licking a toilet seat, to be fair. And now is relevant in some way in the media again. 
um, could be a way to, you know, claim claim a second bit of fame here for a little bit. Uh, Re- regardless, um, yeah, this story is like, like, is Bigfoot real? <laughs> right? Like, that. that is like the discussions that we're having today. Like, mythical, like, that never ever has happened in sports before. And I'm entirely hooked. I don't know, Alex, are you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see how this comes to a conclusion. There's so many good tweets out there. One guy, one guy goes, Tom Brady got Antonio Brown a job on two teams when no one else wanted him. And now he's the one bad mouthing Brady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. And Antonio Brown is a, like, this this is a Jerry Springer electric episode waiting to happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, according to the Twitter account NFL Rumors, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Antonio Brown was not fined by the NFL for his strip tease last Sunday. Meanwhile, CeeDee Lamb has like $80,000 in uniform violations for having his shirt untucked and wearing the wrong socks so god forbid you wear the wrong colored socks or your shirt's not tucked in when you play but if you want to undress on the field in the middle of a game and walk through the end zone perfectly legitimate yeah like where (laughs) oh my god like how backwards is that right so to be honest because we didn't really like do it real in-depth prep like we normally do for this show, I'm sure there's something I missed in this entire saga. It's just, it's gold. And all all he had to do was just not do anything. And I, th- <laughs> and I think the court of public opinion, you would probably have 50 to 60% of people that are like on his side, like saying, hey man, the guy's like hurt. He's talking about taking shots. Like that, he's been out that he people games. don't believe in. Like he's getting painkillers. Like is that legitimate? Like is Bruce Arians a tyrant? Like you would have like a people like legitimately probably taking your side as mm-hmm. you go through this grievance process. And man, the last forty eight hours, seventy two hours, that is just like like who, who who's gonna be like yeah? I think AB's in the right here. I think there are still people out there that think that. Well, um, and, and he and and again, he may have an argument. It's just in the court of public opinion, which the mob is fickle. Like I, I don't know, man. You've it just gets weirder and weirder. That that crowd is shrinking due to the antics. Yes, like and if you're Tampa Bay, the if you're the or, Buccaneers organization, you probably regret releasing a statement. Like just cut them and then let AB go do whatever he's gonna do. Yeah. And then, oh, to wrap the to wrap a bow on this story, um, he's like, yeah, I did forget a key part of this story, USFL, which we could talk about as well. Todd Haley, who is the coach of I think the Houston Gamblers, a new USL league that started, and said, "Hey, AB, if you want someone to play with, like, come and play here." And AB allegedly said, get the fuck out of here, like laughing emojis. Like, uh, like I may be, I play at the highest level, I think was his exact quote. Um, for those at home, Alex Todd Haley, former Pittsburgh Steeler yeah, and coach, right? Uh, or he, offensive coordinator? Maybe offensive coordinator. He was the 
head coach of the Chiefs for three seasons. I think he was the head coach right before Andy Reid took over there. Okay. So, so he's got a lot of experience, like a decent head coach and, and some, probably some ties to A.B. Some history with A.B. as well. A.B. shot it down, which I don't blame A.B. I'm not saying he should go play for the uh, the USFL, but it's just another layer to this story. Yep. Um, so then he gets cut. He obviously clears waivers. And, like, he can't be upset that he's not going to get picked up because remember he's supposed to be really hurt. hurt. So like yeah, foot foot inter mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like are you so hurt that you couldn't play last week and you have bone fragments and you need surgery or did you want to get picked up by another team who's making a playoff run? Yeah. Can't have it both ways. So today I need to ask are you um do you think Antonio Brown plays in the NFL either this, this year, year or beyond? 100% not this year. I agree with you. I don't think there would be a team that would that is legitimately trying to make a playoff run that would want this circus right now. And two, it's week 18. Like how you can't do a week of practice and know a playbook and be effective. Like it's just it's too late. Mhm. Now, do I think he'll play football next year? That's a trickier question. In the NFL, not just football, but in the NFL. Right. I, I don't think he'll play anywhere else. I don't think he'll play in the USFL. I don't think he'll. his ego's too big for that. Assuming he spent his money wisely, which is a big assumption, he should have <laughs> more than enough money to never play football again. I don't know, man. I think there might be a team that would kick the tires and say, F it. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what AB's got left in the tank. Sure. Just to like bring him in for a workout and Yeah. If if you think he's like that one piece, you can get him for like a million dollars a year. But he doesn't need a prove it deal. No, he wants Godwin money making twenty million a year. Yeah. Do I get an opinion on this? Of course. Everyone's got an opinion. They're um, like assholes. Everyone's got one and they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> so remember um, that when people try to criticize us. We're just our opinions and exactly. they're all wrong. Um, full circle, that was such a great dad plug, by the way. Oh, great dad. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think Antonio Brown playing in the NFL again hinges entirely on Antonio Brown being able to like mature and and I just don't see it. How, I don't think how that, how old is he? 30 33, 34. So like would be my guess. The maturing process should have happened already. Correct. Um but with that said, like we've got adult kids. Um I don't I hate to even group myself in with Antonio Brown because I certainly am not, <laughs> but like I am an adult child. So yeah, like for yeah, for 14 years old at heart. So like I think Antonio Brown <laughs> Antonio Brown playing in the NFL again entirely is dependent on him growing as like a human to understand that he's no longer the best wide receiver in the NFL so he shouldn't get paid as such and he should be happy like getting 
five targets a game. That was another piece of the story we never talked about. Uh, oh, allegedly, yeah. the the whole blow up, according to Arians, was because he wasn't getting enough targets, which someone pointed out on Twitter. If that's true, the game I don't did he play before the week before the Jets game? Or, no, so this was his first game back. Mm-hmm. Well, the game before he got hurt, he had fifteen targets. And if he would have played the second half of the Jets game, he was on pace for 10 targets. Like, dude, if you're getting 10 to 15 targets a game, what are you? That's that's wide receiver one stuff. I mean, the Bucs love to chuck the ball around. So anyway, I think if you would have asked me on Wednesday, will, a, will Antonio Brown play in the NFL? I would have given you like a 100%. Yes. Because even with all of the banana stuff, it was kind of alleged banana stuff. Yeah, like there were you, you, rumors, rumors, of and like bonuses. everybody know he's, you know, he the vaccine card is one thing. Everybody knows he's an eccentric guy, a little bit flashy, in a diva position. Yes, yeah. the The NFL is no stranger to wide receivers who like to be eccentric. Probably the nicest way I could put that. Yeah, um, that's way too nice, by the way. But then. But then over the last 48 hours, like, who wants – I don't know. I give it less than a 50% chance he ever plays again in the NFL just based on the last 48 hours alone. It There's just no logic behind the process at all, right? Like, the initial story was, oh, like, he wasn't going to hit his bonus money or, like, Tampa Bay maybe didn't want to pay him his bonus money, right? Like, Oh, yeah, like the incentives and all that. Um. And now, like, throughout all of this progression, that's just inherently not accurate. It's not true. Not, not even a little bit. No. Um, so then, if you're an NFL team, man, do you got to be desperate. Like, I think you're onto something. I, yeah, I don't think he plays, and if he does, it's because there's an injury to some top contending team who needs a guy. Or do a team like the Jaguars bring him in just to sell a couple jerseys and, you know, be in the news? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, that's something like they would do. <clears throat> so so what is Antonio Brown's next move? What do you think it is? Like immediate next steps, I think, will be file a grievance against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He better hope he wins that. That might be his one ticket to the NFL. You know, saying like, see, I told you all I was – cut for the wrong reason and i was really hurt mm-hmm. if he loses that arbitration case that's i mean nail in the coffin i think so i, I don't know do you want to know who is smiling ear to ear who i think is who mike tomlin i, t- I did see a tweet that was like mike tomlin put up with antonio brown for nine years <laughs> yes <laughs> like that guy that guy's a saint Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I. the fact that Mike Tomlin hasn't come out at all and said anything, I mean, the class act, right? Like, he's always been, um, and he's always been, like, a great, like, straight to the point. Like, I think he's a great, like, he's a good NFL coach. I think he's um, a great NFL coach. Did you, I, did you see the stat? They beat the Browns on Monday night. He's now guaranteed, even if they lose this week, they'll finish 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. In his 15 years as the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, he has never had a losing season. Oh, wow. I mean, also helps that you had the same quarterback and Antonio Brown, one of 
one of the best wide receivers yeah. to play. Yeah, but like Mike McCarthy's last year, he had Aaron Rodgers play all 16 games. They went 6-9-1. and one. That's a really good point. So like, and I would put Mike McCarthy as a good coach, mm-hmm. above average for sure. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That is crazy, especially this year, right? Like yeah. Big Ben exiting. On his way out. There's... Even last year, Big Ben's always like banged up. Yeah. He's got the ice all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like, yeah, to never have a losing season. That is, because I would have put like maybe Mike Tomlin on like somewhat of a hot seat. Like the last couple of years, they've been like 500. Yeah. You know, Pittsburgh's got a, they're kind of like Packer fans, right? They expect to be good every year. But then I saw that I'm like, you can't fire a guy who's never had a losing season. No, no. That I mean, it, who do you get? Who do you bring in? Man, um, and if there are any truth to any rumors about Rodgers going to Pittsburgh, they're a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T.J. Right. Watt's going to set the sack record this year, and he didn't play in two games. So people are going to be like, oh, it's not a real record. It's you know, extra game. He, he was hurt. He missed games. Mm-hmm. Stud. Not. I mean, not to mention. Najee Harris running the ball and that wide receiver core. Yeah. If I was <clears throat> Najee Harris's agent, I'd be extremely worried. I almost wish my client wouldn't have gotten picked in the first round. Did you see how many carries he had this year? Oh, yeah. Astronomical. What, o- over 300? Yeah. I think he was the most in the league. Now, Derrick Henry would have been the most if he hadn't gotten hurt. But Najee Harris was up there. And when you're a rookie, you get the five-year or a, a round one pick, you get the fifth-year option. I could totally see, like, the Steelers giving him his option, giving him a franchise tag, and then by six years, I don't know if your body can take 300 to 400 hits a year. Nope. Next guy up. And then you're never going to sign that second contract, and you're going to be out of the league. I mean, kind of Le'Veon Bell's track, right? Yes. Well, Le'Veon Bell, too, made the mistake. I don't think him holding out was the wrong thing to do, but don't sign with the Jets, bro. Yeah. That killed his career. Yeah. Well, and there was a little bit of a standoff with the Steelers and himself. Yeah. I mean, he set out an entire year. He didn't play the year he was on a franchise tag. He gave up like $12 million because mm-hmm. he wanted that long-term deal. But then like to go to the Jets, I mean, I get it, man. Go get yours. And the Jets paid him a boatload of money. That was it. You're like yeah. running backs and wide receivers. You go to the Jets, the Jaguars. You're like your career is dead. He died at the Meadowlands. Yeah, yeah that's for it sure. Does, and it doesn't matter how good you are. Just statistically, you're going to drop off, and teams aren't going to pay you what you think you're worth. But leading up to that point, they rode Le'Veon Bell. That's what they do. They did it with Jerome Bettis. They did it with. I mean, that's what they do with running backs in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless they like get a wide uh, running back 1B to like split carries like Najee Harris by the time he's 27 because he was young I think he was 20 when he was drafted he's just going to have so many miles on him it's gonna, yeah it's going to be he plays a- in that tough division like getting the ball 30 times a game great for fantasy owners not great for the length of your NFL career mm-hmm. yeah and the pocketbook Najee Harris. Yeah, because you want to get that second contract. That's where the real money is. Yeah, that's crazy. And he and he's not even making that much money because he was drafted at the end of round one. Like if I had to guess, I, I don't have it up. 
his four-year contract worth is probably worth $15 million tops. So, like, that's not even, like, that much money. I know, like, it's easy for people like me and you to say, like, well, if I had $15 million, but it's not that much money to retire at 27. What was your guess? Because I just looked it up. $15 million? Yeah, Very close. Uh, Four-year, 13 mil. Yeah. Okay. Six six point eight signing bonus, thirteen guaranteed. Yeah, so he's gonna make like six hundred and sixty grand this year. He's gonna make like eight oh five next year, and then make me like a million, million two the last couple of years. It says an average salary, average annual salary of three point two. So he makes that on the back end, right? Well, the average annual salary all they're doing is looking at the total contract worth With and dividing it by four. I see. Okay. So it's signing bonus plus base. I see. Okay. <clears throat> that makes sense. Interesting how they do that. It's kind of misleading, huh? The, the av- they do the average annual value to try and like compare contracts because like you could have Dak Prescott who got paid like $80 million in cash this year because he had a $66 million signing bonus versus like Josh Allen who only got a $16 million signing bonus. But when you look at their base salaries – Josh Allen's going to be making like $35 million and Dak's only making like 10 or 15 Interesting. It's just when the cash comes. So it's they're, they're trying to do that to compare values of contracts is what they're doing. Okay. Glad we have you around, Alex. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how we'd, how we'd get through the financial aspect of things without that. I know a couple of things. Uh, okay. All right. Let's Any? move on from Brown. Yeah. Um, I'm still driving. Yeah, you're driving the bus today. Uh, so I want to save... I mean, we're sitting in Wisconsin, so I want to save this for last because I feel like we always go off on like a Green Bay or an Aaron Rodgers tangent in the beginning. It's what we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, creatures of habit here in Wisconsin. Um, so let's do, Alex, you have something to say about like the Jaguar organization and like the lawsuit that was recently filed there. Yeah. So uh, when I had a little bit of downtime in the hospital yesterday, I was just cruising around Um ESPN, and an article caught my eye. It said the title of it was Sponsor uh, Sues Jaguars with Urban Meyer's Exit or something along those lines. <clears throat> so I read it because the headline was good, and I wanted to um, see what they are talking about. So the article's I don't think still up. I wonder if I can just search it. Long story short, there was a um, there was a sponsor. I think they were like a, a roofing company in Jacksonville, and the owner of that company paid the Jaguars roughly three million dollars or something like that to be a premier sponsor of the Jacksonville Jaguars over the next four seasons. <coughs> Well, apparently the owner was more of a Urban Meyer fan than he was a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So when the team (laughs) cut ties with Urban Meyer this year, he filed suit and said, "Uh, look, I no longer want to be a marketing partner with the Jaguars. Furthermore, my game that I'm supposed to be the quote-unquote premier sponsor in this contract was week 18 
there's apparently a social media movement to have all Jacksonville Jaguar fans show up this week in clown t-shirts. I don't want my brand to be associated with this. And, you know, you fired Urban Meyer, and this contract was contingent on Urban Meyer being the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, The Jaguars released a statement that said they have received the lawsuit. They have absolutely zero intentions of returning the money. (laughs) And they, they believe in the agreement they signed. What's interesting is, according to the report from ESPN, the marketing deal did have Urban Meyer language in it that said that the the company could rescind their marketing dollars if Urban Meyer was released to the team from the team. However, it wasn't until after the 2023 year. So still two oh, more wow. seasons. So So what does that mean? I don't know the specifics of what's <laughs> in the marketing deal. My best guess is this owner of this company is screwed. Like you're doing a deal with an NFL team who has done hundreds of these. That contract has to be so airtight. Yeah. And 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 you're not you're not the official sponsor of Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. You are now an official sponsor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are still the Jacksonville Jaguars even if Urban Meyer was fired halfway through the year. And nobody had a gun to like roofclaim.com's Oh, you, you found had, the article? Yep. Yeah, roofclaim.com. I knew it was a roofing company. Like, no one had a gun to this guy's head saying, you need to sign this contract with Jacksonville. What I don't get, if if they were such big Urban Meyer fans, why wouldn't you just do, like, a deal with Urban Meyer? Which, I mean, knowing what we know now... Would have would, still been a terrible investment. <laughs> almost. I mean, debatably worse, right? <laughs> yeah, like, if, you're, if you're, like, the official sponsor of the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars, at least... The Jaguars are still around. They're just a bad team. And they're going to get the number one pick again, in all likelihood. You can sell hope on that. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Yeah, the clown t-shirts are a little off-putting. But whatever. That's what happens when you're the fan. It's not like you didn't know the Jaguars were going to be bad this year. Exactly. So it's just, it was just weird. I brought it up not to necessarily debate the, uh, (laughs) the finer points of the lawsuit, but really just to talk about how weird of an NFL season this has been because teams that have been either bad or have had interesting stories come out about them, it just continues. Yeah. I mean, we went through the Antonio Brown stuff in really good detail, but like Jacksonville, all the Urban Meyer stuff. Now there's like a mutiny from its fan base against its general manager. And you've had other coaching agents come out and say, like, I will never let my client coach there. Their coaching search apparently is like down to Jim Caldwell, uh, Bill O'Brien, and some other guy who hasn't coached in several oh, years. Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they've interviewed a couple coordinators like Kellen Moore, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, who I think would all be probably the direction they should go, but they're also bringing like Bill O'Brien out of retirement. Mm -hmm. You want the guy who traded Hopkins straight up for, what was the running back's name? David Johnson. David Johnson. Yes. You're proving the point. (laughs) Who? Like, (laughs) like that's who like, and again, he was also the GM. So like by no means don't give that guy any general managing power. 
But like, if this is the guy evaluating talent on your football team, like that's got to raise some question marks too. A couple eyebrows are going up with that. Yeah. So it's just like these teams that have had weird news come out about them. They can't get out of the weird news cycle. That is this NFL season. They're the elite for the lack of a better term, the elite fuckery that has been going on in the NFL this year uh, is real top heavy. You know what? Write this down. That's going to be our top five next week because you and I always kind of like top five news stories of the 2021 NFL season. There are great idea. There are so many to choose from that. I think our list will be different enough. So write that down so I don't forget. It is in the archives. Awesome. All right. So I just thought it was an interesting story. I was just reading ESPN yesterday. I'm like, this is bizarro. (laughs) Bizarro. Did you say this already? Did you know that roofclaim.com isn't even based in Florida? Tell me they're in Ohio. Oh, I wish. No, uh, they're based out of Georgia, dude. They just do business in Duval County. Well, yeah, Jacksonville is... That's northeastern Florida, so it's probably close to the Georgia line. <laughs> Actually, no, wouldn't that be? Yeah, Georgia line. Yeah, right? Florida, Florida Georgia line. Does South Carolina come down that far? Does South Carolina own, does Georgia have access to the coast? Yes, Georgia has a lot of coastline. Okay, so then it would be closest to Jacksonville. Oh yeah. Uh, you're really testing the geography here, but yes, Jacksonville is like in the panhandle. Like, yeah, you're right. South Carolina is not touching Florida at all. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've had like three hours of sleep, and <laughs> yeah, we'll go. My with excuse that. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Last story, and then I do need to get out of here. Uh, you alluded to this. I wanted to bring it up because it's funny. At least I thought it was funny, and. It brings out all of the best that is the internet in today's world. So I'm going to say the Aaron Rodgers story. Obviously, it goes back to the COVID status, him saying I'm inoculated versus vaccinated, he, him catching COVID and all of that. So in a lot of people's minds, he's become their favorite punching bag, right? He's a jerk. He's a bad person. He's a liar. He put his teammates at risk etc 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 yes his toes have covid yeah the covid toe so now it just appears that like reporting on anything covid related in aaron Rodgers is some people's favorite pastime (laughs) earlier this week you had a mvp voter go on a sports talk show in chicago and say that aaron Rodgers does not deserve to be the MVP because he's a bad person, he's a jerk. <laughs> As if NFL MVPs haven't been like you're telling me he would be the first jerk to ever to win. ever win the NFL MVP. Like it's the most valuable player. It's not the MVP's nicest person. They have an award for that. Mm-hmm. The Walter Payton Man of the Year. They have their own award for that. That's not that award. This is most valuable player. And I think, don't get me wrong, I think you could make an argument for Tom Brady to win the award this year. I'm not even saying that I think Aaron Rodgers deserves it. I just don't think him being a nice person should preclude him from getting a vote. No, it's it, it's all based on, I mean, multitude of things, right? But performance-based. It's not based on like what you're doing off the field. Correct. 
So, <clears throat> so that story started the week. That was on Monday or Tuesday mm-hmm. of this week. Well, then Boomer Esiason was either on a podcast or his own radio show. He gets a text message from a quote-unquote source, which now I think is coming out as a prank, saying that Aaron Rodgers has told people that if he wins, if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he's going to boycott the Super Bowl due to the NFL's COVID policies. And he told Jordan Love, quote-unquote, be ready. (laughs) So, of course, Rodgers leaves practice yesterday, does his little press conference, He's asked about it. He calls the report effing bullshit. Well, him and the quarterback room for the Green Bay Packers had an amazing time with this on Twitter last night. I love this. Do you have it up? Yeah. So can you run through it for the listeners? Definitely. Um, So Aaron Rodgers tweeted, (laughs) uh, word for word, he's told and tagged Jordan Love, to be ready with a slew of hashtags direct circle dumbest fucking story (laughs) fake news boycott fake news boycott bums boycott shoes (laughs) which has to be my favorite boycott shoes um (laughs) uh and then there's a second follow-up to this uh jordan love then tweeted replying to aaron Rodgers' tweet fake news and there was a third tweet that I don't have in front of me, but you told me that our third string quarterback. Oh, yeah. This is where it gets good. Um, please share. So the third string quarterback, uh, Kurt Benkert. Is that his name? Ben, ben, I think it's Benkert. Right? Ben. Sorry. I should be better prepared for all this. And I should know our third. Yeah, Kurt Benkert. So he tweeted. <laughs> pulling it up right now. He tweeted a picture <laughs> of. Well, there's a new one three did, hours ago. Oh, so this is, this is developing. So Jordan Love tweeted a picture of a character writing down <laughs> on a notebook that said, "Me when I was when I was when Aaron was telling his story." Hashtag I was the source. So yes. alluding that. You know, Jordan Love was the one who leaked the story because he wants Aaron <laughs> to to sit out. That's great. I'm, I'll get to that. I love that. So Kurt, wanting to get in on the action for the quarterback room, tweeted a picture, kind of subtweeting Aaron Rodgers, a picture of a children's book who and the title was Who Was Benedict Arnold? <laughs> to which uh I believe Aaron Rodgers tweeted or maybe he didn't anyway there was another tweet that said um i gotta find this is too good so i love the the elite level of trolling yes yes they're just having a blast with kurt benkert then replied to aaron Rodgers said to kurt you were just mad because I only told Jordan Love to be ready and not you. Hashtag grudge. <laughs> to which Kurt Benkert replied, you saw me throw one ball to Randall Cobb in practice and you decided that was enough. Surprised you didn't just send me home, Mr. GM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
can we just say like I love that chemistry. I think that points, and we had a, a conversation about this a little bit before, but I just love that. I think that points to the chemistry and like just the open conversations and the sarcasm that is able to be had in this locker room this year. Yeah, they're having, they're having fun with it. So then, so then Kurt tweeted a picture of Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and himself all dressed as Spider-Man. It said good morning I Twitter. Did not see this. That's amazing. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, tweeted a picture of himself with Aaron Rodgers holding uh, with it. It was Kurt wearing a T-shirt with the state of Wisconsin, and inside the state of Wisconsin is Aaron Rodgers holding his toe up, and it says toe season. <laughs> and Kurt Benkert <laughs> says one step ahead. Hashtag toe season. So, and that was three hours ago. I I just thought it was great that these three seem to be getting along great having a little fun at the media's expense because if anything's related to Aaron Rodgers and COVID, even if it's not true, it's headlines for days. And it's just, it's kind of fun to see guys making fun of it. And anyone interested, you can actually purchase your own toe season t-shirt. Um, it's just a quick Google search away. Uh, you can even pick your color. Oh man. Too funny. Uh, so that's that. Yeah. It, it, it just, uh, this year has been so interesting in the NFL, hasn't it? Yeah, I think next week, first week of the playoffs will be like a good little year in review. We could even do it after the playoffs because there's probably going to be more news to come out of the season, but that's going to be a great top. We could make that a top 10 mm-hmm. and have plenty to discuss. Oh, man, right? Like we could go week by week, I think. Oh, man, the COVID stuff, the – yes. It. I think it just points to like – I'm going to get not controversial, but just like, I think it just points to like, I love obviously Green Bay's locker room and like how we're having fun with this just because everything has become so serious, I think in the NFL, but also just in general. yeah. Yeah. And like, this is like, like I love that Aaron Rodgers and team are not crawling into a hole and apologizing or like, you know, like there's no defense that needs to be had. Like Aaron Rodgers is a football player. He's never come out and said that he's anything different. Like right. are some of are some of like his antics and and whatnot in the off season this year like maybe a little bit like frustrating. Sure, but that's the business side of it. Yeah, and like for sure, put pressure on himself to perform this year, right? Like if he's not in the MVP conversation or he has worse, a bad year this year, all of those, like, what are you doing in the off season, man? Like, yeah, in enough Hawaii, of jeopardy. You need to be playing football. Blah, yeah. Oh, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Well, you're worried about COVID. You should be playing football. Yeah, all of that. Yes. Drinking with like miles Teller, Shailene and like yeah, going on, going, couples to, going to Disney world, Hawaii. Right. Exactly. Like all of those things, like, I think this just goes to show performance shuts the haters up or makes him a little louder. And when he wins the Super Bowl, cause like Aaron Rodgers is certainly, I get the sense that this type of stuff like actually does bother him, but it motivates him to be to another level. I mean, he talked about that when he didn't get drafted number one overall and he slid to 24 or 26, whatever pick the Packers picked him with mm-hmm. that fueled him through his entire career he still holds that grudge what's the bears record that he has against the bears yeah it's insane right like even 
22 and five or something like that. Ben and I were looking at this. Uh, I didn't remember this. Do you remember who the Packers beat in their Super Bowl year? 2010, 2011 yeah, season? Yeah, they beat the Bears in the NFC Championship game. I did not remember that they that beat my the Bears. 21st birthday. I'll never forget <laughs> that. Maybe that's, that's maybe <laughs> you remember that. Well, it was the day after my 21st birthday. My parents, because I obviously went out that night, did all the college stuff, and then my parents picked me up, and we went to a bar. And <laughs> I oh, I vividly remember your twenty first birthday. Went to a bar in like Janesville, and of course I could drink now, so just kept that party train rolling. Can't do that anymore. I'm still I'm I'm getting hungover just thinking about having that many <laughs> beers. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that was the game. It was like super cold. That was the game. Like Cuddy missed like the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Because he, he had like the meniscus tear or something in his, he said something in his knee hurt and like Bears fans just ripped him, right? Ripped him. Like this is the NFC Championship game against our biggest rival and you're telling me your knee is bothering you That's and you're right. not going to play. And yeah, they won. It was like a really low scoring game, like 21 to 7 or something like that. That's a good memory, uh, especially for your 21st birthday, man. Like I wouldn't. Day after. Yeah, fair. Um, uh, so that in and of itself, like Aaron Rodgers against a rival right like a, a, a hated rival that record like he just he, he's well, fueled by the hate and then do you remember like i think it was the was it the collarbone year where he missed like six games and he came back they had to beat the bears in the last week of the season just to make the playoffs and then there he threw that touchdown to randall cobb yep on fourth down right? yes yeah julius peppers coming off the edge he goes around and then hits randall cobb on a fourth down play to win the game i mean he just yeah fuels that type of stuff so mm-hmm. uh so any chicago beat writer out there listening uh you I, bums yeah uh <laughs> keep it coming because we need our yeah, quarterback we'll sharp fuel well, we need all the fuel <laughs> like honestly he would probably like lose the first playoff game if everybody just said yeah you know what he's the greatest player right and then yeah. he'd be like yeah you know what i am and then he would not be for mm-hmm. that one game like they do every year so all right. Anyway, I got to go. I'm getting text messages. She wants pizza. Oh, weird. I request, get it. But yeah, but we just had pizza last night. Hmm. That's okay. Uh, you, you know, you want what you want. It's her world. I'm living in it. Yep. So, all right. We have a top five to get to. We'll make this one quick. <clears throat> it was kind of thrown together last minute. I went with top five worst NFL logos. So number one would be your worst logo, mm-hmm. okay? Number five, probably a surprising pick given all the amount of love we just gave to the Green Bay Packers. I think they have a pretty lame logo. Hmm. Like just like a, a white G with some like green around it. What What else would it be? Like, I don't know. I'm just like not a fan of... Like a like, piece of cheese? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, they were the meat peckers, maybe a peck of meat. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, like a slab of ground beef. <laughs> lean, lean ground yeah, beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, definitely the, yeah, definitely the 99 one. Yeah. Lean, yes. It's just a, it's a, I don't know, it's kind of just a lame logo. I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of it. It doesn't do anything for me. Huh. Interesting. Uh, maybe this is the Homer in me, but uh, iconic. 
right? Like, and I think that. Oh, sure. I mean, it hasn't changed in how many years? Well, yeah. And yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't talk, to be honest, because my, my number five is like identical. Um, the Bears. Yeah, so that's my number four. Same thing, right? <laughs> it's just like, a C. It's just a C. And like the worst part is as I was looking at this, maybe it's my OCD. It's not even symmetrical. The C isn't like a perfect C. No, it's got like that weird tail on the like back end. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that in and of itself, like, hey, marketing team, like, can we can we get a symmetrical C? <laughs> like, at least Green Bay's G is like, you know, it's an oval with a G in it. Nothing crazy, nothing fancy, and at least like it's a symmetrical G. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my number five. My number. F- wait, do I ahead. snake yeah. it? My number four. Um, what are we doing in Tennessee, bruh? Like, what are we... like the Titans logo? What are we doing? Like, are we the Tennessee, like, thumbtacks? Like, is it just like a fiery thumbtack that's coming at you? No, bro. They're kites. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. I was... You had me for a second. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. That's even worse. (laughs) It does Um, look like a kite, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Number four. Like, you look like the flaming (laughs) thumbtacks. <laughs> it's it I, I don't know what the Tennessee Titans logo has to do with Titans. I guess what it might be is like Titans like aren't some correlation to stars? Maybe is it like a star going through the Oh sure, maybe. That's like my only That's, like I mean we're we're grasping we're for grasping something. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to have Tennessee Titans fans all upset at us. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, they shouldn't be upset. You're getting Derrick Henry back for the playoffs, dude. Okay. Well, we already talked about my number four. I'm going to go 4B because I was just thinking about this with my letters, the Bengals. Mm. Like that bubbly B mm. with like, I can't, like you're, you're, you're Bengal Tigers. You can't do something with a tiger other right? than like a B with some stripes on it. I mean, think about LSU. Right? Yes. Y'all, the eye. Just the eye at midfield. That's cool. Y'all have a freaking tiger. Yeah. As the mat like a real life tiger as the mascot too. Yeah. And then what do they do? This like balloon bee with some stripes on it. All right. Number three. I absolutely hate the Los Angeles Rams new logo. Hmm. It's just the like LA swoop. LA with like the The LA swoops. Swoop. I hate it. I miss the old Rams helmets, like with the like weird like oh, horn the, pattern yeah. on the helmet. Like do something like that. Like that's nostalgic. Like do you, the new like block lettering. Do you think that the LA with the swoop around is like a play on like, hey, just so you know, don't get us confused with St. Louis, but we're still a Ram. Well, what it's supposed to be is looking like a Ram. If you right. look at the swoops, it's the blue swoop and then the yep. yellow the swoop. Yeah, the horn. I get what they were going for. Just don't. Dumb. I think it missed the mark. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you, but like, you know my thoughts on LA. So yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 number I'm a one, big LA. Number one fan club. Yeah, I'm a big LA Rams fan. So uh, yeah, nothing else on LA. I do think it's stupid, but you needed some way to designate St. Louis. I get it. My number three, Deraders. What? You don't like um, it it's just so overplayed. Like mm. you have a you have like a pirate guy 
Yeah, they're raiding, dude. You have like a a, a looting man with like a patch <laughs> on your head. He's a criminal. <laughs> uh, no, that is not my stance. But like, get like, get get some like. Still, I mean, Raiders, I think that's cool, right? Like, it's, like, hard-nosed. The black um, and silver. Yes, and I'm not even, honestly, I'm not even shitting on the colors. Uh, just, like, update it. I don't know how. Mm. Um, maybe I'll report back next week, and that'll be my homework for this week. But but something something better than, like, that dude. Okay. All right. Who's your number two? Washington. Yeah. I uh, got a feeling our last two are going to be the same. Yep. Uh so, do you want to go over them? I have number two being Washington. Yeah. Football team, it's that too. W. Yeah. And then the what's your number one? The Browns. Same. Yeah. So, let's talk about Washington first, since it's number two. So, Washington for me, uh, I thought y'all had like a pretty cool logo before with the red skin. You racist. I know. Oh, man, I'm the worst. <laughs> You're going to get canceled. Uh, are you going to lock me out of the podcast next week I might for these have, comments? I might have to. Um, no, yeah. the, the Redskins was cool. And we did talk about that where it was like, you know, yeah, I get the political correctness of it, but you don't pick a mascot cause you're making fun of it. It was like, yeah, the, the, the chief Indian head I thought was, you know, cool, classic, mm-hmm. showed strength, honor, colorful. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, like there was just like fire and passion in that yes. logo. Yeah. Where is the fire and passion in your Such, W? Well, dude, so when they finally decided to switch the name, which if you want to switch the name, I don't blame them. Like, why deal with this every year, which is what they were going to do, and the tide's clearly changing, right? Mm-hmm. What a cop-out to call yourself the Washington football team. Like, you didn't have a backup plan. You've been dealing with this for 20 years, and now you decide to make the change, and you're just like, uh, I don't know. We'll be the football team. Yeah. Okay, we need a logo. Okay, uh, just throw a yellow W in a burgundy square. Right. Done. Like, Dude, you want to hear the kicker? So they're announcing – have you seen this? They're announcing their new team name. Oh, uh, I didn't. February 2nd. They're rolling it out. Ooh. Which I saw an interesting tweet. They had to get special exemption from the NFL. That's Super Bowl week. Like – you think the NFL wants to be talking about the Washington football team on Super Bowl week? No, they want to be talking about whoever's playing in the Super Bowl. No, but the Washington football team <laughs> wants to be relevant during Super Bowl week. Yes, so they got they got it. So anyway, it came out because now everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to call themselves. They're looking at trademarks. The Washington football team has not eliminated being the Washington football team from future consideration. In fact, they trademarked the name this week. It wasn't even trademarked because it's such a generic name. I'm not convinced they're going to change it. Oh, my God. I am like just knowing how you want to talk about weird organizations, knowing how that organization is run, I could totally see them being like, this is the best we could do, and we love it, and it's going to (laughs) stick. Can I just say, like, Washington, Jacksonville, the browns like are they the weird kids at lunch in high school that all sat together at the same lunch table yeah they were like and they were like really competitive in the 80s like the redskins actually at the time they were the redskins mm-hmm. won a super bowl i think it was like super bowl 15 or 16 the browns had some like decent playoff teams you know the dogs at cleveland yeah. jim brown yeah. right like iconic football players and yeah, they're 
they're now those kids with lightsabers in like high school with capes running up and down the halls um with like a Darth Vader mask um so weird so weird yep just never really kind of got out of their glory days they now tr- the Washington football team stadiums falling apart like they're going to get sued by those people that fell off the rails literally fell off the rails you just you just confirmed like they're not switching the name. They're not paying any marketing no costs at all. I, I'm not paying an attorney to file no. trademark registrations. No, just just trademark what we got. We like it. We will be the WFT WTFs. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's all people see. It has to be the Browns. They're not even brown, dude. They're orange. I've never understood the Browns. So I mean, I mean, they have brown in their uniforms. Yeah, like a stripe on their helmet, and the occasionally wear brown pants, mm-hmm. or like the like the all fit like. Brown. And it's like it's like a brown orange. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a real orange. It's like a burnt orange. Yeah, like a rust. And then you're gonna pair that with brown. <laughs> what I mean, I get it. It's Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, but like, come on, man. Do you know the history behind the name? No, I hope it's good because otherwise. <laughs> oh man it's, I mean they're named after a so they're named after a previous head coach of theirs so the Browns were founded in 1946 this is according to Britannica they would never lie uh, no why would they um, the Browns were founded in 1946 as a result of a fan contest to choose their moniker and they were named after their first head coach Paul Brown Okay, so at least the name's respectable, but then you could do something better with the color coordination. Just because his name's brown doesn't mean it needs to be brown-orange. Yeah. Like, Any, do, do something else. So, and Anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they... And, like, the football helmet is just, like... Their logo is a football helmet, but then on their football helmet is, like, their whole helmet is the logo. <laughs> it's meta yeah that's that is such a good way to put it it define meta right like i mean i know what meta is when i see it you know it's like you know wedding crashers in the movie saying like we're crashing weddings like i get that but like i'm not smart enough or trendy enough to define meta is yeah uh apparently neither is google when when you google meta well the hard thing now when you google meta you got to worry about facebook and instagram because they call themselves meta now true all right Uh, man i gotta go i gotta get out of here we gotta wrap this up cool i like it uh thank you for listening guys yeah Uh, we appreciate you appreciate you thanks for checking in everything's good on my end so we'll be back on wednesday mike and i might do a playoff preview this week because uh, otherwise we'll miss round one if we do our Sunday night deal next week. So we'll, we'll coordinate that. Um, yeah, should be good. We're getting to the crunch time for all you NFL fans out there. So enjoy these games. Not too many left. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You know where to find us. Substack. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Cool. Later, guys. Later. Later.